Hello, Horror Fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen, and we welcome you to our weekly podcast, Oh, oh the horror. horror. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and, su- and suggestions. You can do that. Been tripping over the uh, suggestions word a bit lately. Yeah, it's almost like you don't want people to make any suggestions. <laughs> suggestions. <laughs> to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. You can check out our website, ohthehorrorpodcast.com. Yep. Get our back catalog. Catch up on all of season one if you're new. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that. Yep. You can do those things. Or you can go to your favorite podcast platform. You can do that, too. Yep. Yep. At some point, we'll be on uh, Pandora. Yeah. Whenever they authorize us. I was slow to the draw on that one. Well, I didn't hey. think of Pandora. Yeah. I didn't think about it. I always just associated it with music. Mm-hmm. But apparently, they do podcasts on they the shuffle. They do. They do. Which would maybe... Uh, involuntary way get us out to more people maybe we'll see i mean it can't hurt no how are you today me yeah i'm stellar yeah yeah Mm. i i'm i'm growing for good (laughs) where'd you get that where did i get that oh the emblem yeah Yeah. you got that from work i sure did this is my work sway (laughs) Bringing your work business in here, huh? Hey, you know. Hey. I gotta do what pay, I gotta do. They pay the bills. <laughs> they do. They sure do. <laughs> they sure do. And we're happy for it. Yeah. Blessed yeah. blessed for it. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. <laughs> went to went to our uh, local home improvement store. Sure did. Yeah. Dino, creative, creative director. Creative director. Man. Big hit. Big hit. Big, Big hit today. Hit. Yeah. That visit would have taken, if it was just you and I. 10 minutes. In, out. I'll say 15 with the talking. Yeah. I mean, Cause there's people you joke I, you know, that Dean. I know. Slows everything down. I know I slow. You're just as bad. I know. Because everybody knows you. And yeah. the minute you hear, hey, Frank. Yeah. Oh, the world is your oyster. And you know what's the funny part <laughs> is we've lived in this area for two years. Yeah. yeah. And everybody knows me. Yeah. Like when you're sitting in church and the guy with the collection plate yeah. comes through and he's like waving like, hi. Yeah. I don't know. Going, what is this life? And it's not even about the money. No. You know, it's, like, it's I, just, I hey, know you. I know you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, he's a hit, though. He is a hit. I mean, honestly, any. I, mean, I always say if you're bringing creative director Dean anywhere, you've got to add 40 minutes extra to your trip. At least, yeah. As a ballpark average. Yeah. And it can easily go past 40 minutes. Yes. If we're talking just people. Yeah. Yeah, 40 minutes. But you also have to take into consideration, you know, I can't tell you how many times the the short time we were together in mm-hmm. said store he laid down at least twice yeah because he's got to rest yeah it's hard well, it's hard being that beautiful yeah. you know <laughs> we don't know how hard it is well and i always say like before we got him 
I used to think on a good looking scale from one to 10, I was pretty confident that I was in at least the seven range. Yeah. Seven to eight. I was like, I, I know I'm, I'm slightly above average. And, I, and I'd sit there and say, I know I'm not a 10 because the world doesn't crumble around me. But, right. uh, but I was never exposed to that on a full-time basis, how that is. Right. Until we got him. Yeah. And now I know what it's like to be a 10. I would also like to say, I don't think I'm a seven. <laughs> I hope I'm a seven. I don't think I'm a seven. I, I think I'm more like a five and a half. I, I hope I'm a seven, but... but I, what I've learned is, is that the tens of the world oh, yeah. have no idea what the other no. side of the world lives no, like. No, they have, they're living a completely different A completely existence. different reality. Just once. <laughs> just one just day. Just once to know what it's just, like. Just one day. To just have like the world be your oyster. Yeah. Just to nobody come. nobody give you shit. Come to you. Yeah. For everything. Yeah. You find everything. Yeah. You, you find everything, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you find everything you're looking for. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, no, no that he, is not my existence. He expects everyone to pet him. He does. It's an expectation. Even as a puppy, he had that. Yeah. Remember when we were walking him yeah. and the guy was running and he ran right by? And he and looked like... Dean kept turning around There like, was something wrong with that guy. Like, hello, I'm right why, here. You didn't, you why, didn't pet me? Why didn't we embrace? <laughs> exactly. Why didn't... And it was a genuine look of... Yes. There's something then looks then looked at me like there's something like wrong with wrong. that guy. Yeah. There's something wrong. We need to check on him. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, I know and I still don't know what it's like to be a ten, but I know what it's like to be full time around a ten. Yes. I know what it's like to be yeah. around a ten and I I'd rather do not be, know what it's like to I'd be rather be full time around a ten that's a dog than a person. Yes. Because he wears his 10 well. He does. He's he very does. He's modest about, about it. it. No, he's not a dick about it. No. You know, he's a sweetheart. Whereas there's a lot of people who are 10s I think there are who are dicks about it. Well, and again, I'm not around a 10 that much. No. Or that much. That much, huh? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That much or that much? Yeah. Okay. What All are right. we doing today? <sighs> Black-eyed children. Yes. These motherfuckers. You know, it's weird. When we started this podcast. Yeah. I heard the saying, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know what it was. Oh. And yeah, I didn't know the, the, the deets. I okay? love so, when this happens. So then I'm going through the course of my life and we're doing, you know, at yeah. this point, the podcast yeah. has picked up steam. Yeah. And there's fans of the show locally. Right. And I will bump into people all the time. And they're like, so what do you, what do you got coming up? And I'm like, well, I can't tell you. Right. I can tell you what we got next week, which you know already if you heard the episode, but I don't right. tell, you know, we don't tell anybody. No. You know, for those across state lines or, you know, outside of our <laughs> little bubble of existence, yeah. we're, we're tight lipped about it. We yeah. don't tell anybody, they even though we have nothing, even though we had the whole year figured out. Yeah. But I'd have people coming all the time. They're like, dude, are you going to do black eyed, black eyed kids? And I was just like, well, yeah, I guess. Cause I, I didn't know, you know, so oh, I yeah. do the whole proper thing. Like, yeah, no, we'll look into it. We'll get, yeah. it. you got to do black eyed kids, you know? And I was just like, all right. And then I'm sitting there, I'm like, what the fuck's black eyed kids all about? Then I do like a little light research to see if we should do it on the show. Yeah. And I'm reading, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yes. And, and it's a weird Weird bit of lore, and I have to really put it in the lore category. Yes. Because if it wasn't for this one guy coming out, I don't know how many stories we would hear. 
the Brian Bethel from Abilene, yeah. Texas? No, he was yeah. the one that yep. Brian Bethel blew it open. He did. And again, I think this is where a lot of these, and this is especially like the internet with internet threads and stuff like that. It should be noted that his story predates the internet. So it predates like the urgent uh, urban legends, mm-hmm. the creepy pasta sites, yeah. the Reddits. He predates all of it. But even that, like he did it on like a news board. Yeah. Like he wasn't yep. seeking attention nope. or anything. He was just, oh, by the way, this happened to me. Correct. In a very anonymous fashion. Yep. Didn't, you know, he wasn't pumping a book or something like that. And it's not even the earliest sighting. No, and then that's the thing is, and I found that interesting since we've been doing the podcast, is a lot of these stories, and this mm-hmm. one fits the mold perfectly, where you didn't hear anything of this, and then all of a sudden one person brings it out, and then everybody goes, oh, I got a story too. Oh, we're, we're talking about this Yeah, now? yeah, <laughs> like, you know, people, and you know, this is one of those things where, like, screw Sasquatch, like... If this happened to you, who the fuck is going to believe you? Who's going to, like, who's going to look at you normal? You know, they're going to think you're crazy. I just want everyone to know, if you came to me and told me a black-eyed children or a black-eyed kid story, I'd believe you. Well, no, what I'm getting at, though, is we're more into this stuff than most people. Correct. And the average follower we have is into this stuff. Yes. I'm talking about like Betty Jane at the grocery store. Could you imagine if this happened to my sister, Lindsay? Oh boy. That's it. It's the end. (laughs) It's the end. Or worse, Lindsay and Alex, like they're both in their car. (laughs) (laughs) See, the thing is, though, I could believe that. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Would I think she's exaggerating? Yes. Yeah. I'll just confess that. Yeah. After the story I heard when she was in Carolina with the noise next door. Yes. And as you're telling me the noise next door, and they're like, she thinks it's a ghost. She thinks it's haunted. I'm like, no, it's a guy in a respirator next door. And you're like... Oh, so you know the ending already. It's a guy in a respirator. I'm like, no, it's my common sense at work. Yeah. That's what a respirator yeah. sounds like. But, oh, good times. But just go instantly to haunting, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not saying she's the only one like that. There's a ton of people that are like, yeah. probably a lot of people that are listening to this are like that. Just mm-hmm. jump right into it. And it's like, I'm not that one to jump right into it. It's like, all right, let's 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 eliminate maybe four or five of these other things before we say ghost or haunting yes. or black-eyed kids. Yeah. Yep. So So sources. Yeah. I have, excuse me, two articles, TexasHillCountry.com, Black Eyed Kids Legend from Mm -hmm. Abilene by Anna Hedges from October 31st, 2018. And then TBSNews.net, Legend Black Eyed Children by Maria Motion 313 of 2020. And then I have a story... From Reddit. Okay. I, being the noob, what you not got? know much of this, I dip my toe into Wikipedia at first just mm-hmm. to see what I need to search for. What are this? Yeah. What are my search parameters? <laughs> what are my keywords that I need to uh, yeah. dive into? And then uh, I found a webarchive.org article of... Them talking, uh, it was a news columnist, it was reporternews.com. 
Okay. Had this story, and it's the Brian Bethel story where he recounts his. Uh, I have that his too. Paranormal encounter, and then I have. Um, no, you don't. Yeah, apparently mm-hmm. I got the word um, which you know. It's your favorite word. Maybe today. <laughs> no, I'm just realizing how much editing I'll have to get the ums out. Uh, thought t- thoughtcatalog.com. Okay. 2013. Okay. November 16th by Christine Stockton. 16 people's terrifying encounters with nice. black-eyed kids. So we got black-eyed kids stories. We do. We do. So. So I thought we would just. Dive right in. I've got 10 facts about black-eyed kids. You're so, gonna do the the Dave Letterman top I'll do ten list. Top ten list. Too bad we didn't <laughs> have that on there. I, I know. <laughs> that would just be, oh, I, and eliminate half our audience because <laughs> they'd be like they don't mm, get the reference. Number one. <laughs> Should I go number? Yeah, I'll go you gotta number. Start one. with ten. You gotta I can't. start. Okay. I can't. We'll go number one. Okay. Black eyed kids will look like normal human children. Between the ages of 6 and 16, mm-hmm. but with pale skin and completely black eyes. Correct. That's the physical... And uh, usually their eyes don't appear black until you break eye contact with mm. them. Then they go all black. Whoa. Additionally, number two, people who have been in close proximity to black-eyed kids report a feeling of unease that washed over them mm-hmm. while nothing about the children's appearance aside from the eyes genuinely frightened them. Correct. They still reported feeling, you know, like anxiety to terror at their presence. Yes. I have a soul racking fear. Nice. And intense, like, um, anxiety. Yeah. Like, like, you know, the, the shoes about to drop. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's not great. It's a, uh, it's, it's definitely an icebreaker. Some people, number three, have also reported seeing black-eyed kids that have talons for feet or other demonic attributes. Yep. But most sightings are of seemingly normal children. Yes. Four, black-eyed kids are also commonly described as wearing dated clothing or dressing in a manner that is not typical of a normal child of their age. Correct. Which... Once I read that, I'm like, I don't want this happening to me. (laughs) Number five, black-eyed children always ask for something. Yes. It is always something that involves being in close quarters with you. They will ask uh, for a ride in your vehicle or to enter your home to use the phone. Correct. And by the way, you do not want to oblige them. That's what I'm told. Yes. Number uh, seven, the earliest sighting of a black-eyed kid was journalist Brian Bethel in 1996, which was then proven to be earlier sightings. But this this was the first known sighting. Yeah, there are sightings, uh, apparently, that go back to at least the 50s. Yeah. And then number eight, the story has been added to internet creepypasta lore, but to this day, Bethel insists that the incident was real and happened the way he reported. Mm Mm-hmm. Number nine, in 2014, a British paper reported that sightings of black-eyed kids around the world are rising. Yes. So this isn't like a geographic no. thing. No. Because some of the stuff we do can be geographic. Correct. And at one point, they were saying that the black-eyed children were isolated to 
say Texas because that's where Brian had his encounter. But turns out, no, that's not no. that's not the case. It was South Dakota, wasn't it? I have a story from no. Vermont. No, it wasn't South Dakota. I was talking about Brian. That's uh, Abilene, Texas. Abilene, Texas. That's what it was. But everybody thought it was in the Badlands. Mm-hmm. Number 10, the final uh, one is uh, theories about the black eyed kids are that they are vampires, aliens, or of demonic origin, Correct. like you were talking about earlier. Yep. So that's my top 10 list. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to um, Brian's sighting. Yeah. While it may not be the earliest sighting, it is the earliest reported sighting. And yeah, he's, it's from 1996. He's the one that broke the dam. Yep. It was Brian Bethel, a journalist from Abilene, Texas. And Bethel's report, he describes a late evening out in his vehicle. He had stopped in a parking lot near a movie theater to write a check. Yeah. He was so absorbed in this that he didn't notice two young boys approach his car. He didn't notice until the older boy tapped on the driver's side window. Bethel rolled down his window and noted immediately a soul-wracking fear, though he couldn't understand why. The older boy said that he and his brother wanted to catch a movie but had forgotten their money at home. Could Bethel give them a ride? They assured him that it wouldn't take long, they were just two kids, and that they didn't have a gun, which is an odd thing to say, be like, we're just kids, man, we don't have a gun. You know, it was the movie they wanted. That to see? almost immediately makes me think yeah. they got a gun. Yeah, yeah. They don't have a gun. <laughs> yeah. It's like when somebody says, "Look, I'm going to tell you the truth." Yeah. Oh, so there was an lie. option. There yes. was an option <laughs> on the table that you were going to lie to me. And no, I don't have the movie they were going to go see. Mortal Kombat. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Bethel found the assurances unnerving and noted that the last showing of the film they wanted to see had already started and would be nearly over by the time he could drive them anywhere and get back. In his recount of the incident, he stated that when he broke eye contact with them, his fear became all-encompassing, and it wasn't until he broke eye contact that their eyes became completely blacked out. The older boy began to get frustrated when Bethel made excuses for not giving them a ride and said that they couldn't get into his car unless Bethel said it was okay. Mm. So that's kind of like the vampire thing. Yeah. They can't be in and they can't come in unless they're invited. Mm-hmm. And after that, Bethel tore out of the parking lot and to this day he still stands by his story. It's easy to disbelieve his story. The internet has made growing new legends relatively easy with sites like you said, Creepy Pasta mm-hmm. and the subreddit No Sleep. Both are full of stories of black-eyed kids. However, Bethel's stories predates these websites, and it wasn't until his story became more widely known that uh, lots of folks came forward with their own black-eyed kid encounters. Some of them take place in Texas. There's a couple stories dating back to 1974 and 1950 in other countries. They became such a popular phenomena, whether real or purely web-based, that a movie came out about them in 2015. Supposedly, the kids are more likely to approach people who already know about them. So, sorry, babe, we're screwed. Mm. Now that, well, I've known about them for quite some time. Yeah. Never had an encounter with one. Well, there was even... I'm going to knock on wood, though. Yeah. (laughs) There was people, uh, like, he got contacted from people all over, all the way even from, uh, like, Korean television stations were reaching out to him yeah. to talk about this kind of stuff. It it really is a worldwide thing. It is. In common, 
is they either knock on your window, yeah. like if you're in your car, or they knock on your door, and like you said, they either ask for a ride if you're in your car, or if you're in your home, they ask to use your phone because they need to call their parents. Yeah. And the lore is you don't want to let them in because once you let them in. It's like gremlins. Don't yeah. feed them after midnight. <laughs> don't get them wet. Don't get them wet. You break those two rules. Was 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 there another one? I thought there were. Is it just the two? Don't get them wet. And don't feed them don't after feed midnight. Don't feed them after midnight. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought they were way more complex than that. Uh, maybe. So, I mean, it's so weird. They are kind of like magwise. I mean, maybe. Maybe. And they usually seem like they need help. Like they're asking for some sort of help. A lot of times, like if they're knocking on your door, it's inclement weather. And like they don't have, not only are their clothes outdated, but like they're not appropriate. Like they don't have... If it's raining, they don't have raincoats yeah, on. Yeah, it's odd. Yeah, if it's winter, they don't have winter jackets. Well, and it's funny because the stories you hear, they, they don't really seem like like there's a whole lot of danger. They don't look threatening. Yeah, but, but like they, even Brian Bethel, they said, you know, would you ever care to see him again? And he's like, hell no. Yeah, he was very insistent that he does not want to deal with them again. And they are apparently very persistent uh, suddenly you will notice something is not right about these children, even though, you know, when they first appear, they, they aren't threatening. They just appear like children. But once their eyes are pure lid, uh, pure black from lid to lid, they're devoid of anything. You get that chill up your spine. Mm-hmm. And that's when you know, shit. Persistent creatures, black eyed children <laughs> are. Yeah. And I mean, there's... um. Dozens of stories that keep circulating, all following the similar pattern. Mm-hmm. The the knocks on the window or the door of the, um, of the house. And everyone who's encountered them has felt the overwhelming sense of dread. Um, yeah, there seems to be like this uh, increased like heartbeat rate and just tension. Yeah, and, well, you know, it's panic, your fight or flight panicking. and your body's yeah. like... Go, 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 go. Well, and I think that goes back to some of the episodes we talk about where I think like your fight or flight mechanism, when you see something that you can't figure out Mm -hmm. and like, I think it's definitely worse the older you get. Yes. Because kids are, you know, when you're younger, you're just like, everything's new. Yeah. So you're kind of open and new. World is your oyster. But as you get older, you're kind of like, that's old. Seen that. Yeah. Seen that. Done that. You're done jaded that. As fuck. I have the t shirt of all this shit right here. Yeah. I've done everything in this fucking room. I've you done know. everything. <laughs> and and then you see something that you've never seen before. Yeah. And you just halt in your tracks and the fight or flight thing gets through. And that's what I think is interesting in all these stories is they have that fight or flight. So to me, like they're definitely seeing something that they've never seen and makes them uncomfortable. Right. And I wouldn't say it's them projecting something. That's no. Just, I think it's just they're different. Yes. And they they're don't know how to fit. different enough. The mind just can't get around the different. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like we've said, conspiracy theorists believe the black eyed children are aliens trying to reach out to their earth Mm. demonologists believe they are children of the devil himself and if you let them in you're allowing the devil to enter your life 
Yeah. Uh, they want to enter your home to call their parents. However, upon making eye contact, it seems like there is a much more sinister plot to the story. Some people claim that these children have existed since the 80s. However, most sources say the legend originated in uh, Brian's 1996 post. He said that he encountered two children in Abilene, Texas, with um, the pale skin and black eyes. And in 2012, he retold his story on the TV show Monsters and Mysteries in America. He then wrote an article for the Abilene Reporter News where he described his experience again. One of the stories goes like this. In the snowy town within the middle of nowhere of Vermont, an elderly couple heard the sound of three loud knocks on their door. They opened the door and saw two children, a boy and a girl. Quote, parents will be here soon. May we come in? End quote. The children did not make eye contact and just stood there in the doorway. The elderly couple were hesitant, but after a while, they let the boy and girl inside. The kids settled on the couch while the wife made some hot cocoa and the husband asked them questions that went unanswered. The wife returned and noticed that her cat was scared and angry with the children. Quote, may we please use the restroom? End quote. The wife looked at the kids and she finally saw them. The children's eyes were as black as a starlit, uh, starless universe. She directed them to the bathroom and returned to her husband, who was covering his face with his hand. Did you see their eyes? The husband then showed her his hand full of blood from a nosebleed. The power suddenly went out and the house turned as black as the kids' eyes. The wife headed to the restroom and was confronted by the voice of the kids at the end of the hall, uttering, Our parents are here. The children then exited the house, leaving the door wide open. The wife then noticed that there were two men at the end of the driveway. The men were very tall and slender. The wife waved but did not receive the same friendly gesture back. The two men and children then drove away together in one car. The power then came back on a little later after the kids left. Throughout the next week, weird things happened in the house. Three of the four cats went missing, and the fourth had been found dead in, the, in a pool of its own blood. The husband continued to have nosebleeds and finally went to the doctor, where he was diagnosed with very aggressive skin cancer. This legend even crossed bodies of water and landed in the great land of the UK, where in 2014, the Daily Star wrote three front-page stories about sightings of the black-eyed children in the haunted pub in Staffordshire. Ghost hunters, who believed that the black-eyed children were extraterrestrials, vampires, or ghosts, took these alleged sightings very seriously. Nowadays, people still claim to see the black-eyed children when driving late at night down an empty road or outside of their window late at night, or even lurking in the shadows of their room. Many people have reported seeing the black-eyed children standing in the corner of the room during their episodes of sleep paralysis, or even waking in the middle of the night because they sensed someone was watching them, and in the shadows were these children. And what the actual fuck, like if I woke up and they were in my house, yeah, just soulless, that, uh, dead black eyes staring at you, uh, I'd be like, <sighs> I mean, I had a good run. <laughs> I've done a lot of things. See, that's a weird situation. <laughs> like, I, like I look at that from my perspective. Like, if I were to wake up and there was an adult in the house, I mean, they're going down. Mm -hmm. That's like my first. Yeah. And I've had like those moments. That's. I think that's why I don't sleep well. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, because like I'll wake up and I'll hear a noise and I'm like, if that's fucking somebody in here, you know, like I'm already tuning, <laughs> I'm already, already tuning myself you're all up. You know, up yeah, I'm do. ready. I'm ready you're to ready to go. Ready to fucking. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm sleeping. I got it, you know, and I'm like, if that's fucking, so- I'm gonna let's fucking do this. It's game time, and then and then it's nothing every right. time. Yep. And and then I'm just like, well, all right, might as well read that history of pirates book, you know, and yeah. calm myself down <laughs> with reading Some pirates. Nice light reading about pirate reading history. Pirate history, you know. Yeah. And uh and I think that would be the conflict I'd have is seeing a kid. Yeah. Or a couple kids. Like teenagers, yeah, I'm probably throwing it down. I'm gonna beat them up. Right. I'll deal with the consequences so, after. But but if it was like a seven year old kid well, or looked like a seven year old kid or ten year old kid, like I that'd be a weird situation. It's like, A, how'd you get in here? Yep. Why are you here? Mm-hmm. And then if they just said, Well, I need to call my parents, it's like, no, answer the first question, motherfucker. How'd yeah. you get in here? How'd you get in here? Weird stuff. That's why I lock the doors at night, by the way. I lock the doors at night so that no one comes in. Yeah. Black children or otherwise. Yeah. I think that'd be my first question to that person who told that story was, do you lock your doors at night? Yeah. Because if you don't. But it's not uncommon to see the shadow man mm-hmm. or to see something. Well, and or I think the, when you're waking up. Hag, when you're in an episode of sleep paralysis. And I mean, this the slender man or the old hag. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I I would know in the back of my mind, oh, it's sleep paralysis because of, you know, just how common that is. I'd yeah. be, and I would be like, all right, maybe I'm not fully awake yet. But black-eyed children in the room. No, that's what that, I'm getting at. I would like, not go right away to sleep paralysis. Like if I'm just coming out of sleep and I'm waking up, whether mm-hmm. I was interrupted or something, yeah. and I see something... I don't freak out right away because I'm like, no, you're just waking up. Yeah. Because that's you, you got to remember, like, your brain's just kind of disconnected from everything. Right. When you're sleeping. Right, yeah. It really is a total disconnect. Mm-hmm. And it's biologically necessary. Right, yeah. Like, you need that. Otherwise, you'll go insane. Right. And I so that I don't have a problem. That's like when you were talking about when you were seeing shadow people and shadow mm-hmm. figures. My whole thing was, is like, did you just wake up? If you remember that, that's yeah. I kept asking. That I was, like, was that did was you just your wake up? Question. Because and sadly, no, <laughs> no, and that's the thing. Like, yeah. I'll go to the next level yeah. if it's past that. Yep, and I'll be a lot more understanding and and empathetic towards that. But if it's just when waking up and seeing things, I mean, shit, that happens to me all the time. Yeah, and it's just your brain being your brain. Yeah, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, when you were saying, like, no, I was working, I look across the street, and it's like, yeah, all right. Well, it's yeah. on, like, Donkey Kong now. And yeah. I will say, though, my uh, my uh, repelling of the negative mm-hmm. uh, energies uh, spell candle from Omen, I've seen, like, maybe one. Well, you had a lot of prayer going at you once uh, I found out. Oh, I've been right doing now. a lot of prayers. Too. No, I'm just saying yeah. that's you know I I wouldn't eliminate that uh yeah. that possibility. No, I'm not eliminating anything. Because uh, even everything. us doing the podcast on there, that's the one thing mm-hmm. that relieves it from everybody that's consistent all the way around, all around the world, no matter 
yep. what people's beliefs are. You know, they always said, like, do you just say the word Jesus Christ three times mm-hmm. with any kind of conviction yes. and they go away? But yeah, it's weird because these are, uh, yeah, these are really weird type of stories. And I kind of believe this more than a lot of things. Because I think if there were another entity around, mm-hmm. it would be like this. Yes. Like this I get. Yeah. Like the alien greys, I can I can launch onto that too. Right. Because that's fucking weird and different. Right. And everybody's got the same story. Right. Everybody's yes. got the same story, the same feeling, the, the yes. same everything. Yep. And it's like Bigfoot sightings. Mm-hmm. I can get that too. They're all the same. Because they're all the same yep. stories. And it's just the consistency is hard to, because people love to embellish on things if they're not telling the truth. Correct. They'll exaggerate it to make it more real. Yes. To convince you yes. that it's real. And that's where lies and deceit come into play. Right. Not even just for like Bigfoot sightings, ghosts, or just anything. Yes. If somebody's just over embellishing what happened. Yeah. There's a good chance they're lying. I'm not going to yes. say it's foolproof 100%. Yes. But you got to start leaning into the idea that they're lying. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And 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 that's where like these stories kind of fall in that same vein where it's not yeah, exaggerated. They're, they're all just, the same. Pale kids, black eyes, and they're all doing the same thing. They're either trying to get in your car or to get in your house. Yeah. So... My big thing was, is, you know, you hear everybody just don't let them in, don't let them in. So mm-hmm. what do I got to hear? I got to hear a let them in story. I got one too. So mine, it's very short. This oh, guy said, okay. I helped them once. Never, ever under any circumstance do it. I'm not sure what they do, but it feels as if they are ripping your soul out. They get really close to you and you get amazingly drowsy. If it weren't for my girlfriend showing up mid-invasion and kicking them out, I probably would be dead. I didn't even see the black eyes until I had let them in. They're getting smarter. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here's mine. Mine is a little lengthy, but they give you the background story and then the aftermath. Yeah. And And the name of it is I Let Them In. Background. This happened back in the 80s. I was between 9 and 10. I was an only child at this point, and my mom was a single mom. She had taken all the money she had and bought a trailer and some land and moved out to the country. I can still remember how she installed the septic system, installed the plumbing, and an electric pole, and how we wired that to the house. This had given me great fascination with electricity. I was always helping her with these projects. I grew up knowing a lot more than most kids about these kinds of things. We lived in a rural area in East Texas on a two-acre tract of land. Houses were sparse and situated quite far apart, so not a heavily populated area. I was a lonely kid for the most part living out there. I digress. I'll move on to the day that they came. Story. My mom was busy with something in her room, which was situated at the far end of the 72-foot trailer we lived in. I went into the kitchen for something and heard a knock at the door. I went to open it and found four kids standing outside, two boys, two girls. I opened the screen door, and the larger of the boys asked, Can we use your phone? We need to call our mom. I was immediately suspicious, because where had these kids come from? 
I've lived here a few years and knew all the kids in the neighborhood. I remember looking at the larger boy's eyes and thinking something was different about him, but couldn't put my finger on it. I shrugged and opened the screen wider and let them in. I left the front door open as I took them into the kitchen and pointed to where the phone was. The larger boy picked up the phone as my mom called to me. I ran into my mom's room and she said, who's in the house? And I told her a bunch of kids wanted to use the phone. She looked angry and said, you don't let anyone in the house. Tell them to leave. I walked out of her room and back to the kitchen to tell them they had to go and found the phone off the hook. Front door was still open and the screen door closed. I ran to the door and outside to look for the kids. They were nowhere to be found. They couldn't even have had time to walk or run across two acres to get to the street. So where were they? Yeah, just disappeared. After that happened, life was super weird. Mom was always getting sick, unable to find sustainable work, and became heavily paranoid and got into damaging relationships with men. Of the most weird occurrences were when she didn't have the ability to pay the phone bill, so the phone company came and disconnected the phone. However, we kept still getting phone calls. I rarely ever answered the phone, so when Mom told me this, I was skeptical and didn't really believe her. Then one day, she was busy outside and the phone rang, so I answered it, and I heard a woman say hello on the other end. It sounded like my aunt, then it just went all static. When Mom came back in, I told her what had occurred, and she said she went to the neighbors and called the phone company and asked them to check the line, that our phone was ringing. They came out, inspected the line at the pole, and came inside and told my mom, there's no way you're getting phone calls. The line is completely disconnected. It's cut at the pole. This happened constantly, even after mom moved the trailer to another city. What? In that city, she had failed to pay the bill again. And again, we kept getting phone calls that ended in dead or strange, dead air or strange voices and static. Their linesman told her the same thing. There was no way our phone was ringing, but yet it did. To this day, I really don't know what to make of any of that. But it was also around this time I began to experience things like words of knowledge and clear audience experiences where I would know things I had never learned and hear things before they happened in physical reality. I mostly kept those experiences to myself and would just think, weird. When mom sold that trailer, we never had those weird phone experiences again. And the Claire audience also went away. Edited to add other weird uh, things. Mm -hmm. Few other occurrences. While still living in the country, I was sitting on mom's bed next to her. She was saying, it feels like bugs are crawling all over me. I got off the bed and walked over to her dresser and for some reason felt the need to look up. On the ceiling, there were millions of tiny spiders. This is no exaggeration. I knew my mom would freak out, so I told her, Mom, please get up and leave this room. She looked at me with a look of concern and asked why. I said, please just get out of this room. She then gave a look like I was being impossible, so I told her, look up. I'd never seen her leave a room so fast after she looked up and saw that mess literal arachnophobia we fumigated the house directly after that several times a year it could be unrelated but i have never seen anything like that before or since and after we moved the trailer to another city some lights would either dim or get brighter and brighter when we turned them on until they literally popped 
when mom called the electric company, they sent an electrician out to inspect. He climbed the pole, and when he went to test one of the lines, it literally popped him off the pole, and he flew to the ground. He was okay, though, a little shocked, pun intended, (laughs) and shaken. The electric company's stance on the issue was there was a miswiring at the pole. It was most likely that they missed the ground. Again, could be unrelated, but the circuit breakers never tripped during these episodes. Never once. Nope. God's weird. <laughs> Moral of the story is get a don't cell phone. let them in. <laughs> get a cell phone. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's weird. They lost me at the spiders. Oh, of course. Yeah. No, that's. God, that's if weird. you just said, babe, spider. Yeah. You need say no more. No, I I'm know. I'm gone. You're like, babe, Bye. I got the spider. And you're like, oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> I never, I don't get the whole spider thing, but why would I? Did I ever tell you the story about how I became scared of spiders? No. Buckle up. It's a short one. Do, do I know you? No. I... <laughs> I grew up on the farm. Yeah. And... They had the big, huge barn spiders yeah. all the time. Like, I used to pluck them off their, their yeah. web. I thought they were the coolest thing ever. Really? Yep. And then I was, I think I was about, I think it was after Grandpa died. So I was older than seven. I'm going to say eight or nine. Mm-hmm. I was eight or nine, and I was out in the, the front yard. It was spring because my grandmother had this huge lilac bush. Mm-hmm. And the best lilacs were at the top. Mm-hmm. And me being a kid, I was like, I'm sure I can get up there. Like, I can climb up that tree and I can get the goods. Yeah. I can get the good stuff. So I went under the low-hanging branches. And when I turned my head to the right, there was a web that went from the ground all the way up to the top of the branch that was bending over and right face level was a spider bigger than the size of my hand. Yeah. It's fucking huge. It honest to God looked like a tarantula. (sighs) There's no way. Now, you know, we live here in New York. There's no way a tarantula, but it was a big, just big, hairy, spider, brown, hairy spider. Yeah. And I never ran so fast. And I ran in the house. I remember running in and I was like full. I was booking it. And I just like blasted through the door. And my grandmother's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. And then I went in the living room and I just sat there. And I was like, collected yourself. I turned on the TV and I was like, I don't need any flowers. <laughs> How old were you? I like I said, I was I was eight or nine. Scared really? the bitch. I I almost peed my pants. That's how scared I was. It was huge. I'd never seen anything so big. And I remember telling the story later because somehow the story of arach you know yeah. arachnophobia came up, and my grandmother's like, so I tell the story, and she goes. You never 
told me that. And I was like, no, I came in and told you everything was okay. And she's like, yeah, I, I clearly remember I clearly that. remember that part of the story. Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> From then on, I was like, they were a big old, and nope. That's what did it. That's what did it. Really? Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. Petrified. Petrified. Like, I literally was like. <gasps> well, it amazes me because, like, you'll leave the spider on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like I, I left the tarantula. Well, no, I remember I'd come home and you'd be like, I found a spider in the living room. I'm like, what'd you do? And you're like, oh, I just walked out of the room. I'm like, okay, so there's a big fucking spider going around the house. That's going to scare you again. It's not like it was bad the first time, but the second time, can't wait for that. Now I got to watch my six for a big fucking spider in the house. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I was uncomfortable around spiders until I started working on boats. And when I worked on boats, like, it's just, they're everywhere. Like, you wake up, you, you'd you wake up and you'd take the cobwebs out mm -hmm. with a broom. Because there's yeah. cobwebs fucking everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. And then during the day, you'd broom up a little more. But you'd go to sleep, wake up in the morning, and it's like you never did anything. It no. looks like a boat you yeah. found 30 yeah. years you know, it's been sitting there for 30 years. And then you'd see huge water ones that mm -hmm. were like the size of, I mean, like we're talking four or five inches yep. in diameter. And that's like with their legs. Right. Uh, their bodies would maybe be the size of a half dollar. Mm -hmm. That was probably the biggest yeah. ones I've seen. I remember one time I was taking a shower on the boat and it was a tugboat. It wasn't a yacht. Just right. to put things in perspective to the <laughs> listeners here. Yachts are probably nice, but I bet they don't have to worry I'll about have to cobwebs. take you. I'll have to take your word for it. But this is a working like tugboat. Yeah. And uh, everything's just iron and steel and just, um, you know, some brass to polish for looks. But mostly it's just steel. And I remember taking a shower and you had to take really quick showers because you got the water tank there. Mm -hmm. So you take basically they were 60 second showers, but they had to little nozzle thing that you could turn the water off. Right. Yep. So you'd get wet real quick, turn it off, soap up, rinse off, done. Yep. That's it. Yep. And you use just soap for everything, your mm -hmm. hair, Yep. everything. Because if you were the one drowning in the water, then the crew was going to fuck you over big yes. time. Yeah. And you didn't want that. So easy in, easy out. That's why I take long showers now. Yes. Because I had that lifetime of just <laughs> shit shitty showers, showers. Shitty yes. showers. But I remember seeing a huge fucking spider by the shower head. And I stared at that thing the whole time. You're I was cleaning up. myself because yep. I had nothing in there with me. Yeah. And I knew the bottle of body wash I had was not killing this. Right. That's how big it was. And I was like, son of a bitch. Then the worst part is, is I go, I get like a broom or something like that. Come or back paper and towels come back, it's fucking gone. Yep. There the whole time I'm taking a shower. Yeah. Then I leave, you know, to throw down and nope, it's yep. gone. Yep. Then one day I got a bite on my calf mm -hmm. and it was the size, at first it was just the size of like a pea. Mm -hmm. Wasn't anything crazy. Then next day it's all fucked up. Yep. Purple with like fucking rings around it and all that Brown shit. Brown recluse. I was over just outside of Buffalo when it happened. And I lived back in Glens Falls, mm -hmm. which for... The listeners, that's the other side of New York. That's a yeah. four-hour, five-hour drive. Yes, five. To to get to back to home. Mm -hmm. 
So I tell the captain, I'm like, look, it's day three now. Yeah. And my legs all fucked up. I'm like, I got to get this looked at. And he's looking at it like, yeah, dude, you should have got it looked at. Yeah, you do. Like, you should have told me this yesterday. And uh, I drive over there. I go to the doctors and they're like, holy shit, we got to, we got to get, it's a cyst in there. Oh. We got to get the cyst out of here. Right. And I'm like, okay, right in the office. Yep. Like I didn't have an appointment to go to the emergency room. No. Nothing. Right in the office, two nurses come in and he comes out with this stuff, wipes the alcohol down. I got my leg turned over. He makes a slit with the, uh, the didn't even ask if I wanted like yeah. a, um, local, local or anything like that. Like instant, just like I saw in his eyes. I'm like, okay, this is a problem. <laughs> this is and, serious. And he comes in, he makes the slit and he pulls out this pod. It was literally like a pod and it was the size of a grape, like a green or red grape pulls it out of my calf. I'm like, <laughs> like what the fuck is this? And he goes, yeah, no, it's a cyst. He goes and uh, he cleans it all out in there. Uh -huh. And then he stitches it up, gives me uh, a bottle of uh, um, antibiotics. Yep. And he goes, I need you to stay here for a week. Take these antibiotics. He goes, because if nothing happens, then we're going to have to do some yeah. real rash stuff. I was like, okay, call the captain. I'm like, you know, this is what's going on. So then I see him a week later and the color's dissipating. Everything's working the way it should. Mm -hmm. Takes a, uh, The stitches came out automatically. And uh, he goes, all right. He goes, well, that was close. I go, what do you mean? He goes, you almost lost your leg. I'm like, huh? <laughs> He's like, yeah, from the knee down at best. Yeah. At best. Yeah. You would have lost your leg. And I'm sitting there. I was like 23, 24, mm -hmm. 25 at the time. You know, bulletproof and fucking full of piss and fucking. Vinegar. Come. Yeah. You know, and just fucking. I was just like what? And I'm just sitting there like, oh, I would have had a peg leg. My buddies would have drove me nuts. They would have been calling me like Frankie the pirate or, you know, they would have been buying me parrots and birds and shit like that. Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. But to this day, I'm still not, you know, I don't have the arachnophobia stuff, but yeah, no, that was like a very, but I respect them. Like I see the big ones and I'm yeah. like, yeah, no, I'm killing you. No, like the small ones, like the daddy long legs, I'll let them live. Yeah. Because they actually, they help. Mm -hmm. They help things. But no, those big son of a bitches, forget yeah. that. And it, those who work in distribution centers and warehouses that mm -hmm. deal with like stuff that comes from overseas and stuff like that, you'd be surprised the shit that comes out of those fucking boxes. Oh, See, probably huge, legit tarantulas. Oh, huge. They got there different was a part of me that honestly thought because we had our local grocery grocery store. Mm -hmm, it was mm -hmm. a general store, Lincoln mm -hmm. Davies, and they used to sell bananas. And I was convinced that it was a tarantula that came in with the bananas and just somehow made his way to my grandmother's <laughs> and fell <on> his web. <laughs> now, as a child, did I do any sort of research to see if tarantulas even build webs? Yeah, yeah, no, I did not. No no, no. no. It's just, it's, it, it, you said it was and it was. Uh, all I know is it was a big fucking spider yeah. and it scared the no, shit out of me. No, I saw one in the warehouse. Uh, in one of the warehouses I was working, it was like different colors, like green and yellow. And yeah, just like. Usually when it's really pretty colors, yeah, it's they're really super deadly. venomous. Yeah, and I stepped on that thing and it made a mess. 
I mean, it was that big. It made a freaking mess. So another black-eyed kid story. Nice. Yeah. So this uh, was a uh, a gentleman who moved into a new city with his wife. They were small-town newlyweds from the Midwest, and they moved cross-country to one of the biggest cities in the Southwest so they uh, he could attend uh, graduate school. Okay. So he's naive, new to city living, and uh, he would habitually answer the door without a second thought. Yeah. Never again after this, he said. The first, the first thing that should have tipped uh, me off to the peculiarity of this situation was the fact that someone was knocking at six in the morning. The second thing that should have dawned on me is this kid had to reach over a rather tall patio gate to unlatch, unlatch it and open it. Right. So the knock at the door was startling. My wife and I were getting ready for work. Pretty normal routine. The moment I opened the door, I was overtaken with an inexplicable sense of fear. To this day, I can picture him. Teenager, average height, average build, knee-length black leather coat, short black hair, and sunglasses. It's almost like a Blues Brothers thing. Almost. The sunglasses at 6 a.m. struck me as odd. And even more odd, he was eating an apple. (laughs) He was very polite and asked if he could come in and warm up. I said no, closed the door, and slid the security chain uh, in place. A moment later, another knock. He opens the door, which is now chained. Yes. And before he could speak, he's at, the kid asked again if he could come in and warm up. No, he replies and attempted to close the door. Before the door could shut, he put his hand out, stopping the door on its hinges. He looked directly into uh, my eyes, still wearing his sunglasses, and said, can I at least get some ketchup for my apple? Fuck that, I reply. Albeit a little confused, get the hell out of here. My wife is calling the police. He takes a moment to let this information sink in, lowers his sunglasses, revealing eyes as black as obsidian, and says, no, you won't be calling anybody. At that moment, I forced the door closed, locked it, called out to my wife. She's scared shitless hiding in the bedroom. (laughs) All jacked up on adrenaline, I ripped the curtains back to look out the window next to the door. He's gone. Absolutely no trace of him. I go out on the patio and check the gate. It's still latched from the inside. That was fucked up, I think to myself, as I turn to enter the house and there's a half-eaten apple lying on the ground. Ah, yeah. Maybe it is an alien because who else would ask for ketchup with an apple? My thing is this. Okay. Alien is my first hunch. Okay. Like when I started reading these, I'm Mm -hmm. like, if, if the alien thing is real, which there's a lot of information to suggest that it is, you know, I mean, like it's not just a whole speculation of, you know, Hey, it's a big world out there. Yeah. We would be the only ones in it. There's now cases now, and we've covered a few of them yeah. on here, where yeah. you really got to take a step back and say, yep. you know, this. What if they're the hybrid children from the breeding program? That's well, why they have completely black eyes. That's where I was. Want, that's where I start getting into it, where either they're, there is a form of trust and they're just trying to figure it out. Like, 
Uh-huh. How do we connect with these people? Cracking the human code? Yeah, just how do, you know, <laughs> like they're trying to build rapport yeah. and they're trying to figure out how to build rapport. And maybe this would make it easier. Right. We'll get a kid up yeah. there, you know, but they're just still not right, you know. And right. They're just not passing the smell test, you no, know. No, yep. And, and, and I think of that. The other thing I think of is lending to the idea, which I'm really not a big fan of the idea, is the simulation. Mm-hmm. And this is just like a glitch in the simulation, a glitch in the simulation, or there's just uh there's just someone being a dick, you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> just having, having fun with it, hacking right. basically the, the simulation. And maybe there's only a certain pr- set of parameters that you can hack the simulation. Like right. this is the closest thing you can do. Like, and I kind of constitute that go. with aliens mm-hmm. too, but I don't believe in the simulation because I just, the amount of resources that are involved to mm-hmm. do the simulation mm-hmm. is unreal to the level of how we experience everyday life. Right. And I know people say, well, it's possible. And I'm not going to disagree with the fact that it's possible. Right. But if you want to look at a comparative analysis of it, look at the metaverse of what they're creating now. Right. And that's basic, like, Minecraft Fortnite graphics. Yeah. And, and they're... And that's the breaking ground. That's the cutting edge. You right, know, that's yeah. the, and the that's amount the of best we got right yeah, now. Yeah. And the amount of processing power and the amount yeah. of resources. Like I remember even NFTs, the cryptocurrency, right. like the artwork that's yeah. getting into there now. They were saying, uh, there was an artist I read who was uh, really big into, I can't remember her name and it's too bad. She's a very big climate advocate right, for yeah. the climate. Yep. And, uh, you know, I got nothing against that, especially the way she was pursuing it. I mean, she's very actively involved in the climate, not at a point of we got to do all this stuff, but just how she approaches things like right. her life. And she had a lot she's of articles. She had a lot a, of articles about it. Yeah. Leave a smaller footprint. footprint and just try to be as mindful as possible. Well, she started getting into NFTs like a lot of uh, uh, creators artists, yeah. and artists are doing. And then she learned that she had a six, she only made six or seven NFTs. That's it. Mm-hmm. And it was enough, she said, the power to create those NFTs. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get too nerdy on crypto and NFTs, right. but the amount of power that it required to ma- just make the NFTs and publish them out there and sell them to somebody right. was enough to power her studio for two years. Yeah. Six pieces of artwork. Yep. So, when people look at the metaverse, like that's putting everything like, yeah, I mean, Zuckerberg's putting everything he has, every single yeah. dollar, like everything. And he's not, he's not like a, a uh, hundred thousand error. You know, no. this guy's got all, he's got tons of money yeah, and he's putting all this and this is what he's coming up with. And I get it. It's debated. It's the beginning. I don't think it's going much after then that. Then they should call it the Betaverse. The Betaverse. <laughs> yes. I love it. The Betaverse. That's all I'm calling it now. <laughs> God, I love you. Just love you so much. The Betaverse. That's like. I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> it's like the dude I work with. He's like, you know what the next variant's going to be called? I was like, what's that? He goes, Megatron. <laughs> so, so, uh, that's where I look at the simulation as pretty impossible. 
And they could even say, well, an advanced race. It's like, well, then why are they coming to us as beings? Like yeah. if you have this simulation yeah. that you think is way advanced and all that, they could just come as another person. Right. Yeah. Why are they coming as these beings, you know? Yeah. And, and that's where uh, I actually, I have a book idea that I wanted to write out where, and I know I could say it on here cause I'll never f- probably fucking do it. <laughs> but I, I had a, I have a lot of book ideas, but one book idea I have is, is that life is a simulation mm-hmm. and this, um, this married couple finds out uh, they were going to have children mm-hmm. and base this whole life around having kids, just regular wholesome story. And before they get to having children, this alien comes, mm-hmm. abducts them, takes them on a ship, right, and shows them basically what the hell's going on. Right. Gives them all the deeds. And it's a simulation. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is part of the people on the planet are human Others are not, right. but you never know the difference. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that believe this. We'll cover that on a future podcast. <laughs> but, but you know, this unraveling and the aliens are actually coming to let us know yeah. that you're- Hey, you guys! Yeah, you're, you're, this, you're this cattle or embryos yeah. in this weird system, you know. And, uh, yeah, I, I think if there was a simulation, it would have to, like, for me- that's how I maneuver it in my mind. But I just don't think there's the resources available no. to put it to the precision of what we have, because it's not only just a simulation for me, it's our simulation. Right. You so, have your simulation and I have mine. And it's just, it's too much processing power. Way too right, much. Right. Especially to have them overlap. Yeah. On a, on a global scale. So, forget about okay. it. Okay. We've got aliens as our, yeah. as our top so, contender. So I have do you aliens. Think, do you think demonic that's the is a possibility that's the third and final deal for me is the demonic end and i think that would be like a lower scale type of demon right and my knowledge of demonology that i'm just obsessed with <laughs> since doing demons and demonology which is about almost a year ago yeah, and I've been about. a year nonstop reading. I yeah. mean, you want to talk demonology, you can buckle up if you want, but yeah. But basically, I think it's a lower level on the demonology end. I think it's a lower level demon mm-hmm. that doesn't have the chops right. that a higher level demon would have to influence somebody. Right. So now the question is this: Are these real kids that are possessed? And these are real kids that are possessed and they wander away well, and then come back. Okay. I don't think so because in the possession stories, the possessed never reflect, even when the, the demon is quote unquote in control, mm-hmm. nothing about their body, like their eyes don't change. It's just know. their there's voice weird, changes. There's some exorcism stories. I got some stuff in books that. It's pretty revealing. They'll people that are possessed will take on these crazy traits, weird traits that don't even seem normal. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'd lean a bit more into the demonology end uh, than the aliens. So like simulation, I take right out because basically I just don't think simulation is possible. Mm-hmm. Prove me wrong. But the, so now you got aliens, which I could look at the aliens because that was kind of the example I right, gave yeah. where they're trying to figure out how to build rapport yeah. with us, you know. Can I have ketchup yeah. for my apple? Yeah. <laughs> 
it just sounds so right. You yeah. know, I really. Oh my God. I, ha- I had this kid over to my house because, you know, I grew up, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. We had, there were more cows next door to me than, yeah. than actual than children. Actual humans. So we were having dinner and we were having macaroni and cheese and he asked for maple syrup for his macaroni and cheese. Was it a strange kid you let in? No. Like, it would be funny kid, if you just like. This kid I went to school It would be with. funny if you just reflected back like, oh my God, I do have a black eyed kid story. But I just but remember looking at him yeah. and I was like. Maple syrup with, yeah. I go, we're having macaroni and cheese. What did he say? He goes, yeah. Oh, so he was all in. Do you have any It wasn't a mistake. No. It wasn't like he was nervous to be around a girl or something like that. And just like, oh, maple syrup, you know, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) Because I remember getting it and my mother's just looking at me and I'm looking at her. Did you try it? I did not. He didn't eat it all. Maybe he's on to something. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe try to be just bold and daring and try something to impress you. Who knows? I don't think it worked. Oh, is that the plow that just went by? I think so. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it's snowing. <laughs> Enough to move snow. So, yeah, I think the demonology and, you know, the thing is, is with the possession, there has to be somebody there. Yeah. That's the weird thing. But then you get in the shadow. The shadow people. The shadow people. Maybe is this more of a evolution of it? It's it's Yeah, it's weird. Really I don't know. They thing. could be part of the whole shadow man or um, mm-hmm. the old hag. And, yeah. you know, it could be like <laughs> they're a. Uh, the other thing is, is it could be an advanced demon that's getting into this because they need the invitation. Yeah. I see the whole invitation thing. Yeah. Let them into the house. Yep. You know, build rapport. Yep. It's uh. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's weird. What gets me the most about it is, though, is they're all similar stories. Right, yeah. They're all around the world, mm-hmm. and they all basically tell the same thing. They have the same symptoms. Mm-hmm. I could have read 15 stories. And all and pretty much the and same. And they're all the yeah. same kind of architecture, you know, and plot. Yep. And and like I said, they're not over-embellished either. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, most of the stories were boring. Those were the two right. kind of... Yeah. Had some substance and, and teeth to them. And like I said before, like mostly when there's exaggeration or there's just something right. that seems above and beyond, it's it's not. It's not. Yeah. Or it is a normal story that they're trying to yeah. embellish. Either way, they're lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that the alien thing feels right to me. After- I, I like it, especially with the from the abduction cases that we've done. Yeah. We know that there is a breeding program, or at least that's what well, we're led to believe. Led to believe. And these could be the kids. These could be those kids. That that's they're why, trying to have come in and yep. assimilate into yep. the world. And maybe this is like a, all right, let's see how this batch works. Yeah. You know, and they send them out and, yep. and see what what happens. What I don't get is if it is aliens, why the weird things that happen after they leave like the couple in Vermont where, you know, he's all of a sudden got nosebleeds and a very aggressive mm-hmm. form of skin cancer. Well, that's where maybe there's a biological part of it. 
like like a disease or something mm. that they would pass on. I'm just talking out loud with it. Uh, you know, if you haven't figured out, this isn't the scripted part of the show because none of it is. But the, uh, <laughs> but basically, yeah, it could be like a biological thing, or it could be just the stress of the situation. Yeah, could somebody maybe just not get around that, and their body's just manifesting some sort of defense mechanism to get through it and failing. There's a lot of reasons for it. I do like the idea of the aliens though. Mm -hmm. Like if you were to pin me in a corner and say, all right, it's either aliens or demonic. I'm going aliens, Mm -hmm. especially after the Mothman crap. Yeah. Because the, the men in black too. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, I I was leaning, I was leaning more toward the the alien myself. I always forget his name that they talk about that one guy that Idrid Cole. Idrid, yeah, Idrid Cole. I mean, that's if you're listening to this and you've never heard of Mothman, listen to that episode yeah. in season one and you'll get what we're talking about here. Because yep. that's where I kind of circle the wagons around black eyed children. Mm-hmm. Mo- Mothman and black eyed children, I think, are connected I to very a certain much level. Had because you had Mothman vibes when I was doing. Oh, tons the, of them. It's inescapable. That's why I'm pitching the show because mm-hmm. pitching the episode because it really there are so many parallels there. Yep. Within Recall, because in the in the uh, Men in Black, mm-hmm. they were very awkward. Yep. They were very weird. Yep. They did things that Their were different. Their clothes were just a little off. Oh yeah, no. Their mannerisms All of them were, were off. just a little off. Yeah, everything was weird. Yep. And and that's where so you think about when that story took place, mm-hmm. which was what forty years ago. Yeah. Something like that, without looking it up. Mm-hmm. So you think 40 years of evolution from there, the story that broke out with this one. 1996. Uh, Brian Bethel was in the 90s. Yeah. So you're looking at basically 20 years. And the only one that predates is apparently there is a story from 1950 with mm-hmm. uh, black-eyed uh, children, but I couldn't find that specific yeah. story. But this is, again, where I'm going to... I'll name drop as many episodes as we have, <laughs> but, but no, you start seeing it. And yeah. this is stuff that I've learned doing this podcast that there's just so many parallels with things that you really, it's hard to talk yourself out of it. Yeah. So you look at the Pascagoula abduction. Mm-hmm. They didn't do, you know, they brought those guys, but it was really just weird stuff they were doing. Yep. And it wasn't kind of, uh, the reproductive stuff. It was more just like checking them out. And that's what you heard from like the the 60s, 50s, mm-hmm. up through there. So now you've got the Mothman, which is like in the 70s. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was the 70s. I think so. And, uh, well, here, let's pause a second instead of talking shit. That's episode 16. Um, oh, yeah. 1967. Okay. I thought it was the 60s. Yeah, that was the collapse of the Silver Bridge. Yep. So you're getting late 60s. Yep. All through there, you got these awkward guys. Mm-hmm. And then further, now you think of it from there, obviously their encounter is not working well. Right. Because they're awkward. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm making a ton of giant leaps here. But then you look at the Coronado abduction. Yes. And all of those guys, that was in the 90s. Yeah. Just kind of put this on a timeline. Yes. 
So all of them are talking about how their whole lives, they were getting pulled up. Yes. So in the nineties, they were in their twenties, mm -hmm. let's say thirties, thirties. Yeah. So basically they were born in the sixties mm -hmm. and, and basically you're looking from 67 when this started right. with Mothman and then, you know, people claim with the Roswell because mm -hmm. I think Roswell probably started a lot of it with contact right, with human yeah. people. Yep. You know, now the thing is, is you go back to drawings. They have shit in the sky on all these prehistoric they drawings. They do. And they have some weird sculptures that I've come across. Yeah. And like they are, they are standing upright like humans, but they're not. Yeah, human. no, and they have that kind of same And what's form. funny is, like, underneath it, it says they made these uh, five lizard people in 800 B.C. for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just in and out. <laughs> yeah. No, but even that, like, you look at, you look at all architecture all yep. over the world, and then you have what the Mayans have, and yep. you have what the Egyptians have. It's just weird. It's weird that everything would be, you know, different except there. And then also with the lining up of the pyramids and yeah. that's a whole different deal. But in recent bits, like you do this timeline of stuff, the Pascagoula that yep. was in the 60s or whatever. Yep. And and then you have the Coronado in the 90s and mm -hmm. all those people say that. They have these artificial insemination yeah, and type they have uh, these experiences yeah. and hybrid children and they don't know where they go. Mm -hmm. Then in the meantime, in parallel of all this, you've got these black eyed children stories that have been coming since the nineties Yeah, all over the world. Yeah. And yeah, that's where, that's where I really like get full into the idea of this, these actions that are going without our knowledge. And the big question is that everybody's got to ask is, is the government's, are the government's in on it? Do they know? And there's some that say yes. There's others that say no. I really want to read, um, it was a book I had. It's called Race uh, or No. Oh, I don't have it on here anymore. But it was a book uh, where this guy basically is talking about this hybrid program. Mm-hmm. And like why they're doing the breeding and right. and all that other stuff. It's a book I definitely am going to read because I think it lends to this theme that we're doing mm -hmm. with the abductions, right. black eyed children. Yep. I think it's all connected. I really do. I don't rule nothing it out. scientific yeah. with it, but yep. I think the the black eyed children thing for me, it looks like a like I said, they're just trying to build rapport somehow. Just yeah. collecting more data. Yep. It's just some sort of experiment to see how we handle this. No, ketchup on apple does not work. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> ketchup on apple, no. Caramel sauce, maybe. You yeah, know, I, that's just, uh, and yeah, they're try just. Try another. Yeah. Can I at least have mustard for well, my apple? Maybe ketchup for a banana, you know, and just like they got this list of, of things they're going through. And that uh, that makes sense to me, that I could that I could sink my teeth into and. I don't really have much, much issue with it or much of a problem, but it's weird. It's so it's weird. really weird. I really hope it doesn't happen to me. Like I'm rooting for Bigfoot. 
I'm rooting. I'm rooting for a ghost. It's big sassy. Yeah. If we want to have a sassy sighting, we yeah. have to be thoughtful and considered yeah. it. Well, we got to build our whole thing out in the woods there, <laughs> yes. as we promised in an earlier episode. I'll pitch that Bigfoot episode too. Yeah, ghosts, big sassy. Yep. I'm on the fence with demons. However, I am diving as deep as it can go. Right. And and want to I'm I think what's going to happen is I'm going to go full bore until it happens. And then you're going to be like, "I'm out." No, and then I'm at an intersection <laughs> and I'm going to have to pull back and reflect and say, "All right, what's my intentions here?" you know. Yes. My, I have different Perhaps intentions I've with gone it. Too far. Well, my intention is I want to get as knowledgeable of it because I want to help people. Right. Yes. Ultimately, that's my yes. long-term goal. But right now, it's just learning about all of it, and and it is crazy. And the stuff that I read of demonology, I mean, you can see it a bit, but the it runs flat quick. Yeah. The alien stuff, though, I could just keep going. Yeah. I I don't yeah. run out of ideas with it, but that's the problem with the alien stories because. There's no kind of fixed thing to put your hand on with it. So you can yeah. go far yeah. with it and you can go in different directions. Uh, I think that's what makes the topic so fascinating. It is. It is pretty fascinating. I dig it. So with that being said, what do we got next week? No aliens. No, Sorry. No. We have the Ghostbusters ruling. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty excited Another about it. Another thing I didn't know existed. I did. Well, yeah. <laughs> you did on a lot of ways. But but yeah. in short, what's the Ghostbusters ruling so people know what they're getting into next week? Well, some of you may or may not know that there are certain states where if your house is presumed haunted, you need to disclose that when you're selling it. And this is one of, this is an actual court case where a house was deemed, quote unquote, haunted by the court and it just happened to be in new york state so yeah yeah good times man yeah very cool so what we're going to do is talk about the stories surrounding the ruling yes how it started yes and we're also going to let you know if you're in that situation some things you can do to get yourself uh through it yes. so to speak yeah so not just here to entertain here to inform and help Yes. The more you know. I need to get that. (laughs) (laughs) So, with that being said. Yeah. Rule number one. No Ouija boards. Rule number two. No dolls. Rule number three. No capes. Rule number four. No blood rituals. Five. For reals, though. Yeah. No cults, satanic or otherwise. Correct. No, uh... Executive success programs, no brandings, no uh, going to the next level Mm -hmm. with some aliens on a ship. None of that. None of that. No. Number seven. Finally, no apathy. We've we've got we've got to help enact a positive change in this world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, small steps. A lot of uh, I'm seeing a lot of things from shelters where they uh, did actually receive thousands of dollars in the Betty White Challenge. Yeah. Um, I hope if you were able to take advantage of that, you did. But, hey, you know, there's food Mm -hmm. banks. There's all kinds of places. Tons of stuff. It's all around you. 
here's another thing. If you don't want to go that far, if you're cleaning out your closets, take them to a thrift store or take them to like a um, like a Salvation Army mm-hmm. so that they can actually benefit someone. Yeah. I got rule number eight, finally. Seven. Oh, seven's the new one? Yeah. What is it? Don't let black-eyed children in. I like it. Yep. I thought we had seven. Nope. Uh, We've tried. Yeah. We've tried several times, but nothing's stuck. Don't let uh, don't let black-eyed children in. Number seven. I like it. Don't do it. Simple. It's easy. Yep. It's like no Ouija boards. Yep. But people still do it. Yeah. Somebody's gonna let them in. So, folks, thanks for listening. We really appreciate you. We love you. We do. Our horror fanatics. We do. And have a wonderful day. Have a lovely week. And make good choices. Take care.